everybody. Welcome to the subtle storm. It has been what feels like, in my opinion, a a lifetime since I have come on here and talked and guided through meditations, affirmations, everything. What a difficult journey it has been and I am so grateful for everybody sitting down I could cry (laughs) I'm so grateful for everybody here with me listening right here and who has went back and listened to old episodes and continue to tell me um hold space for me through this journey um and allowing me to to flow through life and not post and not be consistent for a period of time I have no promises on my consistency like I said last time but I miss it I miss you guys I miss this space um yeah I could do a whole podcast on even this journey but most of it I can't talk about um and it's very vulnerable a lot of it has to do with pain and emotional pain um and yeah we don't need to go there So, oh, hi. (laughs) I'll I'll put a a note on the bottom um, in the show notes to to skip to, because it's definitely going to take me some time to get through and just get to this topic because I'm working through so much guilt and shame for not being consistent and not showing up for myself as well as for people who who listen. And it really is more for myself. This space is for me. Um, So bear with me, and I am grateful for you listening. Anyway, today we're going to talk about creating safety and stability when there is no other possible source of it, where there's no other way you can get that aside from in yourself where maybe safety is false outwardly or it is difficult to obtain from a partner from a friend from your community in your home in your entire emotional experience maybe a traumatic experience whatever it is what a challenging sorry let me bring the mic a little bit closer (laughs) um what a challenging work through and journey to go through in yourself but the the biggest point that you'll hear me make in this topic is that we never really have genuine security and I think it's the biggest note to take about the human experience as a whole that nobody really talks about or goes into the concept of death even of itself we are mortal beings existing on what we consider to be earth having human experiences and we always at every single given moment our life is not promised there is an immaculate and i'm not trying to say this to freak anybody out but there is an immaculate amount of unknowns for us in this lifetime we have never any idea of what is to come next we never have any idea even if our memory of the past is completely accurate 
And we just, there's, we are constantly building up a false sense of security for ourselves. But this is our survival instinct to navigate through these unknowns of life. Which, you know, is there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that is how we survive in our human experiences. We find security in different things. But the difficulty with that comes up, especially in relationships, is where we reflect to patriarchy, for example, or even in general, just societal narratives of what safety looks like in relationships. I'm going to mainly gear towards relationships, I guess. Um, but what safety looks like in our lives. So like I said, for in relationships, for example, like monogamy, we'll go into that for a minute. Like in monogamy, if um, let's say you are flirting with somebody else who is not your partner, um, or you interpret it as somebody else flirting, right? But they're not, in their perception, they're not. So their intentions in that moment are not to flirt with this person. They're not to harm you or hurt you as the partner. Um, they perceive it as a, and this is a healthy relationship dynamic, mind you. Um, they perceive it as, you know, just having a conversation or just flowing, just meeting somebody, just, you know, enjoying somebody else's company. But you perceive it as a threat. So the way that we would create security in that situation is remind yourself that, okay, well, first let's identify what the trigger is. Let's say you've been cheated on in your past before. And so now you're recognizing this trigger come up where you feel like somebody's going to be, um, you know, somebody's going to cheat on you. So you perceive that they're going to be cheating on you. And so you recognize in that moment, like this is such a, it takes so long to get to this point to even recognize and pause in a situation like this to say, okay, my trigger is happening right now. I know what this is. I can identify that this is a thing for me. This is a common trigger for me. Okay, what next? Where do we go from here? Okay, my partner has showed me nothing but respect and appreciation and admiration and I trust that my partner would not harm me in that way intentionally. And there also has to be a bit of acceptance of the unknown. Maybe they do end up having feelings for this partner, or this person, I'm sorry. I need to work through that. That doesn't mean that their feelings for me are lost. They might just be acknowledging that this is what their experience is. But <laughs> the challenge with that is, you know, society and society's view on monogamy don't allow space for that they don't allow for people to have attraction outside of their primary relationship it doesn't allow for people to flirt or to be natural human beings and engage in different types of conversations in fluid manner so there is a level of awareness that has to come about on recognizing societal norms why you're trying to create that safety for yourself the biggest thing i feel like in t bringing about any type of safety for yourself as a whole is acknowledging that there never will be complete safety and i'm by no means saying that you need to follow like a step-by-step -step guide or like be anywhere at any other time that you are right now these are i still struggle with these things i feel like you're never gonna be able to be perfect 
but you can be trying and I'm also not you know these things are my perspective and my experience um I can only speak from there so take it as you will um my continual reminder um we never have security in anything we never have security when we pick up a glass of water that it's not going to drop the next second that we carry it we never have security that some police officer holding a gun is not going to use it against us. They're never going to have security around walking down the street in a car and not hitting us. Like, I know those are really intense examples, but we never have that security. And even going into, like, racism, for example, we never have security on if somebody is going to actually be a threat or not. There are stereotypes and there are things that we can base our assumptions off of and base our false sense of security off of. Like, okay, this is a um, white person, for example, and I'm not targeting anybody. I'm just talking about some stereotypes and commonalities that are typical. Anyway, you see this white, okay, this white person is a threat to me because they don't share my similar experience, but we don't know by that assumption we're finding a sense of security and awareness we're sensing finding like okay I know that what I that they don't share my experience I understand they don't have this experience so I automatically put them in this point so that if I were to engage with them I already have an awareness of how they might interact with me which sets me up for less disappointment and less offense than it would if I were to say oh this person's going to be my friend because they're a human being and they should be because everybody is having a human experience and then they show you that they're actually racist or rude or whatever it is and then you're set up for disappointment to create this false sense of security in your head to be able to address situations and again it is a survival instinct like it is natural and it's normal and very helpful at times but we also need to acknowledge that the security that we build for ourselves at certain moments like this is not always accurate and it's a false sense of security and allow room for those things to be shifted and then regain our security within ourselves according to how it shifts and regardless within that the biggest sense of security that you can give to yourself and I'm moving on from that example um you know the biggest sense of security that we can give to ourselves is that I trust in myself to make decisions that are the best for me I trust myself to address the situation with poise with emotional awareness with my boundaries (sighs) That's the literal biggest thing that you can give to yourself. When you're trying to find security in any scenario, remind yourself that you know yourself. You know at the end of the day, regardless of what is shown to you and what unknowns are presented to you, that you will be able to handle it and tackle it. And you can't also just tell yourself that and not have shown yourself that you do have it. So being able to like remind yourself and reminisce on moments where you did genuinely give yourself that security, where you did genuinely offer yourself, I know I got myself, I know I'm aware of myself, I know I can set boundaries. And that also comes with time it comes with therapy it comes with having difficult conversations it comes with growth it comes with being able to witness and be aware of your surroundings and understanding to what you've went through what you go through and understanding 
and empathizing on other people's experiences. Now going back into relationships a little bit, when we have conflict and our emotions are triggered, our wounds are reactivated, and we are threatened physically, emotionally, psychologically, energetically feel threatened, what are the truths about a scenario? Regardless of all the unknowns that exist, there will be things that have shown to be consistent in a relationship, whether it's toxic or not. And the biggest thing is being realistic with yourself of what you actually see in that. So if you say, I am scared to present this situation to my partner because they will hit me, is this a proven action that your partner does when you've done this in the past or is this a proven action that other people have done to you in the past that you're scared of now so if it's wrong like if you know that this current partner doesn't do that to you how do you affirm yourself of that say okay partner never does this to me and this has happened to me before how do I navigate through this? Take a pause, you know, ask for what you need. Say, hey, I'm experiencing this right now or I'm fearful of your reaction, not because I think that you're going to react this way, but because I've been treated this way and that's all that I'm used to. Can you offer me some sense of security that you love me and care about me enough to listen to me when I present this thing to you? And also set boundaries for yourself. If this person does hit me <laughs> ever I will leave. I will assert my boundary. I will walk away. I will break up with them, whatever. (laughs) This is a very harsh example again, but still, like, this sense of security can be created. And then, hold on, before I go there, (laughs) does, do I, have I created my own false sense of security for something that I should not be secure in? For example, I don't think I'm there's a subconscious thought I would assume in this scenario if your partner does actually hit you when you present things to them and whatever it is the subconscious awareness that that will be coming your body physically is going to prepare for something like that but if you convince yourself that no they're not going to I still want to tell them regardless you're denying yourself of that safety that's when you have to take action to set those boundaries with yourself Um, it's not an easy place to pull yourself out of, but it's possible. It's never impossible. But the biggest concept in this whole thing is to recognize your worth and to recognize that you are valued and that you are deserving of value. You're worthy of having security and truth, truths (laughs) that you can use to provide you with safety and security. Like, with knowing that your partner's never, ever going to lay a hand on you. But that's what you've experienced. So that's where your fear comes in. And that's where you can open up and have more difficult conversations. And then work through that. That's exactly how you work through that (laughs) with a partner. Is recognize, okay, my safety is threatened right now. Why is it threatened? It's not because of this person. It's because of a previous experience. Is my safety threatened actually genuinely by this person? When I say safety, I don't always mean physical safety. I mean emotional, energetic, psychological safety. Sometimes physical, but not always. Depends on the situation, I guess, and your own experiences and triggers. Um, 
But yeah, the biggest thing is to say, or be able to communicate and acknowledge where the truths lie, where the facts lie that you can base your safety off of. So like if you're having a conversation and somebody gets a little bit more snippy or passive aggressive and all you've experienced within your conversations um, with family or a parent, for example, are passive aggressive and you are immediately triggered by this passive aggressive you might react you might you know do whatever recognize what you actually need like pause and i know it can be hard in the middle of like a heated or intense conversation but recognize like where you're at like the biggest thing that i could suggest for something like this is to just like even sometimes for me, I will zone out of a conversation and tune into my body. What am I experiencing? Where am I experiencing it? How does this feel familiar? And if you need to do that to zone out of a conversation, I mean, you can. It's better to say, hey, I need to just sit for a second or pause. And it's okay to say that. Like, it's okay to express, I need to sit with myself and figure out where I'm at to create my own safety so that I can feel safe in this conversation right now. Because Truthfully, you're not going to get anywhere in any conversation ever unless you can establish some type of safety that you can have internally. If you don't have some type of system, you know, kind of laid out for you in your mind and your brain, you're going to react. Like like insecurities, for example. Let's say you're threatened by somebody else's appearance in a relationship. Um like your partner's flirting, back to that flirting example, your partner's flirting with somebody, and you see that they are your exact physical type or what you strive to be, if you don't have a security in yourself of, I know regardless of even if this is where I want myself to be or where I want to be, I am still beautiful and valuable with or without that body type or with or without that specific feature regardless I still have value I am still beautiful exactly where I am and who I am and that will never be taken away from me and but you can still feel that you have that desire to be that body type or that look you can say I I acknowledge that that's where my brain goes but I still value who I am and how beautiful I am in my own individuality that's the safety that's the anchor that you have internally but if you don't have that anchor to yourself you're going to react and take out that energy project on your insecurities to your partner and say why would why would you flirt with them why would you do this to me you know and that you know that that's where I want to be and then it's threatening you threatening your safety and security in relationship but really the core wound that's happening there is it's threatening your perception of yourself and that's not comfortable Nobody wants to to feel insecure. Nobody wants to sit there and be like, damn, I wish I was that person. Or damn, I am threatened by this person. Maybe they like them for this reason more. Maybe they do this with them more. But the biggest thing is, okay, but I still do this. I still am me. And also acknowledging the unknown that exists in that scenario. Maybe they do like them better. And then maybe I wasn't the right one for them. And maybe they damn sure weren't the right one for me if they didn't value me in the way that I should have been valued. I value myself enough to recognize that that scenario was not meant for me if that's the way that I was going to be treated because I deserve more. And it's okay to acknowledge that for yourself. Doesn't mean it's not going to hurt. Doesn't mean that that is not you're not going to 
grieve from that experience, but it does mean that you have a security in yourself to work through that scenario and still exist in your emotional experience. You're still able to acknowledge, damn, this was really hard for me. Damn, I'm still triggered. Damn, still having these these thoughts come up and I still feel like this and I still wish I was that body, but I'm not, you know? But still coming back and saying, regardless though, I love myself. Somebody will really value me one day for who I am. And maybe one day I'll be able to, and maybe I'll work on being able to accept that more. Being able in those situations to say, I appreciate their beauty. And I know that I felt that way before, but now I am secure in myself. And regardless of how ideal their body and beauty is to me, it might not be the same for everybody else. another awareness to have but it doesn't it can't compete with me because I'm not competable no and neither is she neither are they whatever it is you know creating a stability a foundation of self-love and self-awareness and emotional fluidity like allowing yourself to feel whatever it is that you need to feel in order to be able to acknowledge like what's happening if that makes sense so like regardless of like okay (laughs) I feel like a better way to explain this is to even just go into the concept of like emotional awareness so when you're in a heated conversation you can have two different concepts going on you can feel triggered you can feel hurt you can feel all these core values and differences or values that you had that have been maybe distrusted, breached, um, they've been hurt, they've been betrayed, whatever those core emotions are, shame, whatever, you can feel all of that. But simultaneously, you can say, I know I still have myself. I know I'm going to get through this. I know they didn't mean that or whatever it is. Like there's two concepts going on like you can consider it your higher self and your lower self or your your inner child and your adult self whatever you want to think of it there's two voices playing a role there and when you can get the other voice to have security in yourself regardless of the situation your life and your conflicts your conversations your experiences become so much more powerful and rich you're able to sit in the discomfort you're able to really acknowledge the difficulties of experiences hold space for your own emotions and other people's emotions know where people are at more easily you're able to like and it, but mind you it doesn't make things less difficult those emotions will still be just as hard as they were before. Those emotions are still going to be heavy and hurtful and painful. And you allow yourself to exist in that. But when you get to the point of letting yourself have security even still within that, you come back with growth. You come back with strength. You come back with more communication and conversations. You come back with prevention, awareness, more boundaries. And then thus leading to you being able to lead a healthier and sta- more stable, connective lifestyle, life, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. Sorry, my headphones fell off. Um, you're able to really have a more broad human experience. You can see all of the levels of humanity that are interacting at a given moment. And it's beautiful. It's like the most amazing thing to be able to say, 
damn, this hurt me. But damn, I'm still solid. I still got this. I still am structured and have a foundation in myself. And sometimes those securities are going to need to crumble and fall down and be recreated most of the time, actually. A lot of the those false sense of security that we create will need to change. And it's up to us to be aware of what that is and what that looks like for us and how we change it. Like if you were to go from, you know, thinking... Like, literally, the example of going from monogamy to polyamory is the exact example of that. Your entire life and society has all been systematically shifted towards security in your partner and their devotion to you and only you. Going from that into polyamory, you're shifting from recognizing that the devotion that a partner has for you is not dictated on their singular devotion to you it's devoted to the connection and the commitment that you have made with that person and that's the biggest foundation is that I still know this person loves and values me because they are here we've made this commitment and we are continuing to do the work even though they still are in love with this other person or even oh they think that this person's attractive I know that I am still attractive in my own way and worthy in all of my own ways (laughs) it's hard work y'all like I am not by any means trying to take away from the challenging difficulties that this work takes out of you it's not easy to create security in yourself and especially when you're in dark places it's not easy to say okay I still got it you think that you don't have anything but I'm here to remind you that you have it you have everything in you to be able to survive to work through your challenges and your difficulties you are worth it you are capable of it and you're gonna keep going and striving and making a beautiful life for yourself it doesn't happen overnight give yourself grace and Allow other people to give it to you too, but know that you got that grace with you regardless. <laughs> There's your sense of security. Don't rely on anybody else to, that's another point, I guess. Don't rely on anybody else to provide that security for you, especially in relationships, conversations, like that security comes from you first. And when insecurities are presented, they are usually a, like, a little bit of a crumble of your own foundation not crumble of your own foundation but there's a gap in your current foundation that you have to address and patch or rebuild <laughs> can't expect somebody to build that for you it's it's only it's on your side of the wall or whatever you know anyway i am so grateful for you guys being here still and listening and holding space and showing love and sharing the episodes and i oh, i am so happy to to be on here and I'm hopefully we'll be we'll be back a little bit more often. So thank you for listening. Um I just wish you the most amazing and beautiful and flowing luck on your journey. And though that may not be the easiest thing to do, it's possible and it's capable and you are absolutely capable of doing that. Or yeah, possible and <laughs> thank you. Have an amazing, amazing day. Namaste.